two, three. He's looking at you. I'm not singing by I'm myself. I'm not included in this. Squeezes <laughs> the night belongs to lovers. We're not actually going to start the night. This is terrible. Belongs to lovers. Nice harmony. Nice harmony. Where's my post-it note with my five stupid facts? Oh. <laughs> yes. That's no. That's the network password. Oh, thank you for getting the guitar out for that. You're welcome. That was. <laughs> thank you for tuning my guitar. Yeah. <laughs> that's the most most action it's gotten in quite a while. So. An easy joke. Man. Yeah. All right. So Bruce Springsteen's the topic of the day. That's right. 41 years since his debut album has come out. That's impressive. I know. That's good. I tend to like artists based on their longevity alone. Usually. Usually if they've been playing since the 60s or 70s. And they're still out there like touring. And they haven't really taken a break. Rule of thumb is I usually still like them. Usually. Wait, oh, but you had to have liked him in the first place. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, I would just be like, oh, this guy. Right. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like you know, the Stones hit the benchmark of 27 years. He's finally like, on credibility. Now. <laughs> now we're good. Now we're good. Now there's credibility into them, yes. <laughs> I mean, they really need to flesh out their early work before I can take them on as, a, as an artist. No, but it's, it's hard to, like, start, like, if you've never heard any Springsteen, like, trying to, and you've never, never been familiar with anything he's ever done, I'd say that's kind of a hard task to... It's usually a hard task to get into. But Springsteen, fortunately, is pretty consistent throughout his entire career in terms of... Pretty consistent is an understatement. <laughs> incredibly consistent. <laughs> Very consistent. The epitome of consistent. But he does, he does like a lot of artists in the 80s, change things up a bit to the point where... And I know you're a huge 80s music fan, John. I, I do enjoy the 80s music. But I don't. And I think a lot, a lot of what um, I don't like about Springsteen, why I didn't like him for a long time, was because of the songs that you like. From like the mid to late '80s, because that's 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 and, what he's known for. It's like for, for I would say for all three of us, that was our introduction yeah. to Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, exactly. This, this sort of thing. Yeah, we're, we're all introduced to his Dancing in the Dark and the iconic Ash Shot Bandana. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, and that '80s Bruce where he became a superstar and right. more so like he went off from. As I call it, his American Pie early days of working class Jersey into Stadium Rock. Yeah, sure. and Stadium Rock is a perfect way to describe what that is. And it's it's a lot like, you know, you start getting songs on soundtracks and you become sort of like this Brian Adams sort of figure who whom I also loathe. But it's funny because, you know, you look at like Rod Stewart and he does the same thing. Right. You know, yeah. he's like, I'm a sex symbol. I'm going to start making these <laughs> synthy. Well, the, the thing Sorry. that's that's interesting, I mean, well, in, in back to dancing with the, dancing in the dark, that's one of those things where can we have any commentary about that music video without <laughs> mentioning Courtney Cox? No, because no. that was her. That's her the only debut. thing I know about that music that's video. The, uh, me too. <laughs> that is, but quite honestly, so it, from Bruce's. So I, last night. In, in preparation, I watched um, the video for his song that came out like a year or two ago. We take care of our own. Yeah. And his dancing, he was playing guitar in like a factory, abandoned. I don't know, and just by himself. Yeah. You know, and just his dance moves were just offsetting or upsetting. I don't know <laughs> what, what I wanted to say with that. But then directly after that, I watched the dancing in the dark video, uh-huh. and it's that same like really crazy, um, overstated, exaggerated you know, weird shaking dancing yeah, stuff. So, I mean, again, 
totally consistent. That's, that's like 30 what years I mean, that's ago. His thing. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's his uh, thing. Does he still live in Jersey? He does. Yeah. Does he really? Is is I, I I did next to like I said I have five talking points and I've already gone over all five of them. Um, is he like? Is he very embedded into the Jersey social class economic? Like, does he consistently get back to Jersey? Is he a hardcore Jerseyanite? And he sings about it a lot. He, yeah, yeah but you, you can sing about anything you want. It doesn't necessarily mean you'll contribute back to what raised you. You know. But I mean, you. One could argue, you know, the, the fact that he is bringing attention to that. You know, it's like, you know, Michael Moore, you know, doesn't consistently... Exactly. It's the same kind of thing. But the fact that you bring attention to these things and these issues, they're not Jersey-specific, but they're working-class-specific. It's that steel belt or iron belt or whatever Pennsylvania bullshit is. Uh, <laughs> Rust belt? Rust belt. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's what we call Ohio. It used to be the steel belt. <laughs> well, that's... Because it's yeah. old. Because it's... Nobody goes there. I mean, yeah. You go there, you get tetanus. That's not <laughs> too far off the mark, actually. Um, but no, I, well, and Bruce, I, I guess in the late 80s or early 90s, he moved to Los Angeles for a while. Mm-hmm. And then moved when when he and his wife, Patty, wanted to start a family, moved back to Jersey. Okay. Because that was the atmosphere he wanted to raise his children in, rather mm-hmm. than the paparazzi-centered Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, he wanted to be. Which in, is, in, in, if you think Bruce Springsteen, you think paparazzi. <laughs> <laughs> He's on I the cover of People every week. I mean, I can't, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to go back through and think of one instance where Pop, where Bruce Springsteen was mentioned in like a negative connotation, or other than like Bruce Springsteen's going on tour again, or whatever. There's right. nothing bad when you think Bruce, you think just. In my opinion, you think bland. Like, <laughs> he, he, he doesn't have anything outstanding about him, in my opinion. I, but he doesn't have anything that, like negative. Right. No, right. Isn't, as, a, as a person, no. I think... Uh, as, a, know, as a person. As a right. person, yeah. Right. And, right. you know, like, I've seen him on, you know, like whenever he does his, his circuits, you know. like I think the last time I saw him actually in an interview, to be fair, was when uh, Devils and Dust was coming out in 05. I think he was on The Daily Show. He was just like this nice guy. Yeah. He just like sat there and like they talked about whatever. It was like this nice little interview, you know? But was it a memorable interview? I remember it from 05. <laughs> did, did you remember <laughs> anything, anything they talked about? You know, I think they talked about the war. <laughs> the war. Well, and, and I mean, but the, the big thing is your impression of him was mm-hmm. from that, hey, Bruce is a pretty nice guy. Because he could not have been, you know? Right, Because right. he's, he's that status of classic and legendary, you know, like you can just be an asshole and get away with it. Like, you totally fit. But it totally fits with his his image, his American. And I think that's kind of the important thing about him to cut to the quick, Mm -hmm. is that, you know, he does these protest songs, these protest America songs, you know, protest the the, uh, bourgeoisie class, you know, and that sort of thing. (laughs) Sure. And, uh, you know, especially with the, you know, in Wrecking Ball, he had a song, you know, against banking and big bank. You know, he, he does these protest songs without being a folk hero. <laughs> and, but it comes from an honest place. Yeah, I, 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 when he sings about, you know, anything political, I at least take it as, okay, this is consistent. Yeah. Again, yeah. back to consistency. It's something he's done since the 70s. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it's not put on mostly. I mean, I haven't listened to every political song he's ever written, mm-hmm. but most of them, you know, it feels like something Bruce Springsteen would write. Yeah. And that's totally fine. But um, the the interesting thing too, and we talking back to like even we keep bringing up consistency because <laughs> it's that's the truth. Mm-hmm. He's one of those artists though too. If you're looking at him as somebody who's been doing music for forty years, mm-hmm. he has not become a legacy act. 
he hasn't i mean he it's not like billy joel where billy joel hasn't put out a new album since 1993 mm-hmm. and still tours every year and plays Bruce the same put songs, out a, an know? ep literally two months ago right yeah. right yeah, yeah. And, and it's actually not that bad it's really not bruce is, <laughs> yeah and bruce's his pace of putting out albums over the last 10 years has been about every two three years right. and they're i mean not maybe my cup of tea mm-hmm. but they're not horrible albums they're not you know co- cookie cutter copycat he does sure. seem to have some patterns he goes through in his yeah, career, oh yeah, sure. but you know, no, I what mean, other artist is doing that? I would say the only other artist, and I, I hate to jump to it, um, that I could say is in that vein is Dylan, who's been sure. doing it, you know, before Bruce Springsteen was putting out albums, and still has released, you know, an album or two every couple of years, right. you know, and went through his real shit phase in the you know, 80s. I can say that because I love Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we're, yeah. we're not doing a Dylan episode. You're, you're among <laughs> friends. You're among friends here. We all love Dylan. Some but I was going to say, going back to like when you think of Dylan from the '60s and '70s, and you think of protest songs, you yeah. think of of someone who is a, a poet and directly fighting right. against and, and and leading protests and leading activists and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But then you have Bruce, yeah. who also does protest songs and everything like that. He is not the cover boy for protests. No, he is not, not the. He he has. I don't tie him. In any way, shape, or form, to any sort of political movement at all. So yeah, I do, I do. do yeah, and yeah, how? Because of the people I know of a particular political affiliation who see him as one of their own. It's not necessarily. So it's, it's political by association. It's political by the fans' association. I because say. he does. Yeah. I I don't. I can't recall any time that he's actually come out and said I'm pro green, anti blue, whatever, whatever it might be. I, I think he's pretty staunchly Democrat, yeah. liberal, anti-conservative. But I think at pro, least over the pro past, but in, 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 again, in an authentic way, you know that yeah. that's what Bruce Springsteen would totally go for. Yeah, and, I, I forget it was like Bush or Romney or somebody was trying to use you know "Born in the USA" as right. their oh their yeah, answer. and he's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it you might have listen been. to this song." It yeah, oh, yeah. Reagan. It might have even been back to that day, or, or, or Bush Senior, somebody. Yeah, it was. Yeah. The only time I remember him signing off on someone using his song for something was like the Miami Heat in 2000-something during their NBA championship <laughs> run, and it was The Rising. <laughs> that was it. That's it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why not? Yeah. sure you guys could use it. Whatever. I think Pat Riley was a big fan. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, you could tell I clearly have nothing to contribute to this. I'm you. Hey, dude. <laughs> It only, it only took however many minutes for you to bring up Miami, though. So that's <laughs> literally, literally less than 10. <laughs> but you know what? Of, of the three of us, I got to say Robert probably listened to the most Springsteen Maybe. Music. I don't know if you guys looked at my Spotify. No, I, I don't know. I listened to at least his Essentials album all the way through twice. And then I went through at least one album every decade. Yeah, yeah. And then I went back and revisited other albums. That's no, that you're right. I, just, I, I did not listen to the Essentials one just out of principle. I and I, I think the essential, if you have to own any Bruce, the Essentials is probably everything you will ever need to listen to ever from Bruce Springsteen. Maybe I was looking so, for something on there and it wasn't on there, and I was like, well, I'm not well, then it doesn't. You don't need to listen. That's to bullshit. So, <laughs> so he would be one for our little five albums or five songs from an artist whose greatest hits is their best album. I would probably put well. Okay. That's in my opinion, though. <laughs> I would because, agree with you, though. Okay, but Bruce fans are so hardcore. Bruce fans. Bruce fans. Like, it's, it's, 
Bruce fans are like deadheads they, or like they are, heads I think or that's, that's 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 weird too because I would say like his music is as classic as it is probably doesn't warrant that uh, that, that level of fandom. Yeah, I think that's that's bizarre. Um, and I and you guys know I like Bruce plenty, but you know sure. I'm not. I was thinking on the way over here, like you know, if there was a Bruce concert coming to town, you know, and it was like, what was what would be the the, the amount of money? Say I already had the day off. Oh. And I had to like convince somebody to go with me. What would be the amount of money that I'd be willing to go and spend to go see it? I recently had this this very conundrum that you were thinking of because Fleetwood Mac is coming back to town, and I want to go see Fleetwood Mac. And I'm like, how much? What is the most amount of money I would <laughs> Christine be? Christine McVie. Yeah. What is the most amount of money I'd be willing to spend on Fleetwood Mac? And I was like, it would be both me and and Randy. I would probably say per ticket eighty dollars. Wow. I it's. Fleetwood Mac, in my opinion. Yeah, I wouldn't well, shell out that much for neither would I. Fleetwood Mac. I, I'm if alone I, in this. I think if I were given a ticket, I'd go with you. <laughs> if, you were, if someone were to purchase you a ticket. I am, and, other, and I wouldn't just be there by myself. Yeah. Like if someone said, yeah. hey, I have this Fleetwood Mac ticket. I, I'm just I'm just that big of a Fleetwood Mac guy. So. But at the same time, the cheapest tickets were like 120 I'm like, nah, that's way more. No, yeah, yeah. No, there's no way. I, I think when, I went, when Dylan was in town a few years ago, I think I paid a hundred for that ticket, and that was worth it. That was, that was a very good the most I've ever spent for because I've gone to festivals. But the most I've ever spent for a single ticket for a single show mm-hmm. was a hundred and ten, hundred five, hundred ten, and it was Beastie Boys, Rage Against the Machine, and the opening act was Most Def in nineteen ninety nine. And that was in nineteen ninety nine, and that was when I want to say it was Mike D. Um, Mike D. Was riding his bike through Central Park and hit a pothole, fell and broke his collarbone, and they canceled the entire tour. And then, like a year oh, or two later, uh, a year or two later, Rage Against the Machine broke up. And then a couple years later, oh. Most Def kind of went crazy. Well, he was <laughs> he was in Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. All right, but anyway, back to Bruce. I I I, I asked a friend of mine, yeah, who is probably one of the biggest Bruce fans I've I possibly uh, no and I asked him I was like why are you such a like make, convince me to be a Bruce fan seriously John whatever beer is fine <laughs> <laughs> for those listening yeah those, there's John, been a silent John has been argument for, for like, the last 30 seconds because he is like he's, he's down on his hands and knees in front of the fridge just weeping <laughs> what beer. beer do you want God got, you a, got you in Ohio this time yes, I'm, that is. thank you for uh, I, I asked a, a friend of mine Convince me why why Bruce Springsteen why should Bruce be considered right. and he goes his exact words were he is one of the last people making classic good Americana folk and rock and and from the heartland hmm. and I'm like well it didn't convince me no, at all no I, I, that's not a convince it, yeah it's, it's also not really true but I mean it's 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 certainly like I said <laughs> I love that whistle. <laughs> <laughs> That should be our signal to change. Like change topics. Everybody move seats. <laughs> take a different position. Um, you know, I was going back to what I was saying. You know, that's as a as a as someone who consistently puts out music for you know whatever fifty years now. It's it's uh, there is something to be said for that, and that he still hasn't changed too much his his political opinion or his his style of songwriting, um, what he's about. And I think you know you sent that article that I read. 
And it was like just, this awful article. Like it, it was it, terrible. It was destroyed. destroyed. Yeah. It was just. It was like oh, that's, it was so angry. It's and so many like fifteen-year-olds on the internet. So right? many quotes. So many quotes. Yeah. It yeah. was like what, what am I reading here? But he was said something to the effect of like, yeah, that's his uniform now. He wears his denim and his headband. I was like, well, kind of. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's I mean, somewhat legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. That's not. I don't. I don't see that as a fault necessarily. Should we get into specific songs? I think specific we decades. I think we absolutely should try and not just all yell at each other. Yeah. So I I, <laughs> I read I, something last night about Bruce um, as I was doing some show prep. And, uh, show prep. Show prep. That's, that's, this is not I professional. Is I was getting drunk in the bathroom alone. <laughs> <laughs> Eating but he he called the '90s his lost decade, which is interesting because mm. several of the songs on my like on my top personal top five, if I have to pick Bruce songs, um, a couple of them from the '90s. I think a, a lot of people would say they're his. That's that's kind of what we were talking about. The late '80s, kind of '90s. '90s he didn't Where really he, put anything out. After like ninety three or ninety four, though, is he the did thing. the Ghost of Tom Joad in um, ninety five, but it wasn't for, you know tearing up the charts. I don't think. No, like it was did, very quiet, folky acoustic. Yeah, he did Human Touch here in ninety two, and that's the one that really breaks it for me. That's the one that's like I can't listen to yeah. really anything on this album. I have a very vivid memory of Human Touch. It was right after it came out. Um, I was really, really ticked off. I was, I was turning twelve, I think. Yeah, no, 11. What did you 11. have to be angry at at 11? Well, here, let me tell my story. So, <laughs> it was my birthday, and my parents, my uh, grandma and grandpa, and my aunt and uncle were going to go to an Ohio State football game on my birthday, and I just thought that was awful. Mm. It's my birthday, and you guys are going to this football game. <laughs> Didn't know that their whole plan all along was to take me with them. Oh, okay. So <laughs> so that was the, 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 the cool thing. That turned into the most awesome day ever. This is the first time I've been to a, a college football game. You know, we were Ohio State family. Right. And um, driving to Columbus from where we lived, I rode with my uncle in his brand new Oldsmobile Achieva. <laughs> <laughs> and they had Human Touch on cassette. Oh, and, okay. and listening to that on the way down, um, that was my... And that was probably the most Bruce I'd ever listened to at one time, yeah. ever. That was my first, like... Okay, now I under- introduction. Yeah. yeah, human touch, and now I, I can't. I can't. Well, that's not to it. fair. That's like getting molested <laughs> as a child and being turned off of you know really, you know, loving white older men for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> not to not to not to say anything. What the fuck just happened? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Our screeching halt moment. <laughs> oh god! It all came from a, a place of love. But yeah, and that was the thing. I looked at some of my some of my. Um, Two of my top five were ninety songs. Mm. Yeah, because he has like a greatest hits that comes out, right? And he did and a couple then, movie songs. Yeah, and then that's that's pretty much. Yeah, it. Uh, that was Philadelphia was in that period. Yes. To Philadelphia, yeah. and that's on my top five. And actually, actually, that is kind of my one exception. Like, I do like that yeah. track. It, it's, yeah. I think it's you know not as uh, you know it's not as elaborate. It doesn't need to be. It's more stripped down. It's more mm-hmm. stripped down, and it's kind of you know you know I, I'm. I think it's no surprise that out of his entire catalog, you know, Nebraska is my favorite. No, it's played on. I fucking hate that song. Well, the, bra- the song, but uh, the, ca- the the album. Okay, my, no. Because I remember going through the song Nebraska and I'm just like, what fucking sad sack of shit song is this? The whole album is just really <sighs> tragic. It's, it's, it's great. It's like, you know, it's his, like him and an acoustic guitar. He's like, you know, if people want this image of me, 
uh, I, I can, I'm doing this, you know? And you can go back and you can look at Bruce and his inspirations. And he's, you know, he did like this Guthrie thing. Yeah. He, 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 is, he does have this folk appreciation. And you listen to like Nebraska album. That whole album is just depressing. And it's great. And the only thing I could possibly think, I, I might need to revisit it, but it just, it hit me at the wrong time. I just I could not get through it, and it, I don't I don't have anything against sad sacky folk music. It's just maybe it's just his slurring deliver uh, delivery of his lines. He always maybe. has like this corner of a mouth yeah. draw to when he sings. He does, um, and I think that's his singing voice. Is the thing is like one of the one of the, I was trying to be on a defensive thing of like who would. Like, what are some arguments people would have about him? And, like, I was thinking, a lot of people might not like his style of singing. Yeah. And I, I, and I'd, I be was, one, I'd be one of those that would say that. You know, and it's, it's it's hard for me to argue that. I think that's such a personal taste kind of thing. You know, I talk to people that don't like Dylan, and they're like, well, I just don't like his voice. He's too whiny. Mm. Like, how am I supposed to argue that? Yeah. It's know? just a matter of preference. It's a matter, it's a matter of taste, it's a matter of preference. I, when I was younger, I used to argue that, well, you're just, you know, what you prefer is that polished pop sound okay. to that. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I'm not that mean anymore. Uh, You're mean in whole new ways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but if we want to, I, I think if we're going to go just tracks and we're going to go decades, I think what I was telling John the other day on, on the thing was that his, his intro album, at least as far as Spotify is concerned, uh, Wild Innocent E Street Shuffle. <laughs> Uh, was not very strong. No, I think it's it's kind of this weird Tom Petty style. I can't remember which like. song it was. I, and granted, I listened to the Essentials like I said probably two to three times. It's one of the first three to four songs on the Essentials album, and I remember listening to it and I, I trying to figure out why he was shoving as much as he possibly could. It felt yeah. like he was overpacking his song, and it could be off of his. His first album. Well, that, that's kind of when you look at like the E Street Band. That's that's one of the initial things that turned me off to him too, because it's like I'm gonna get up there with like 14 people. Yeah. And we are gonna play. And everyone everything. is gonna solo. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and it's you know there's that's a that's a style of music you know and I think that's what he likes and it's again one the reason one of Nebraska's my favorite albums probably my favorite album of his is because it's so minimal. Yeah, it's right. because it's so straight. That's what I gravitate towards as well. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't just like because I I, I, I wish I could remember which song it was. I have it up right well, here. Maybe you should have brought a laptop. Yeah, <laughs> like the, I can go get my phone if you want. Like the cool kids here, you know. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to go get my phone now because I feel so. No, here, here, I've got I've got essentials up right here. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. And it might have been Spirit of the Night. Let's try it. No. For you, I, I literally—it's been. It's I, not on your little uh, post-it note. No, my post-it note just talks about Max Weinberg a lot. So <laughs> that's legitimate. That's, no, that's fair. Um, we'll get to that. Twenty minute. And Max about? Weinberg, uh, how amazing he is, and no, but it's not only did you know in one song in the span of one song I heard uh, piano solo, saxophone solo, guitar solo, drum solo. And then Bruce, literally, it sounded like he was in the early... He was trying out rapping. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> what? And the kids in the street and the mud in the tree... And it's just shoving, like, all these words into single run-on yeah. sentences. And it just drove me nuts. Well, you know, the thing about Bruce, and the, one of the reasons he is consistent, one of the reasons why you could, like, pick up a song and say, this is from this decade, and this is from this thing, 
is because he does that simple chord structure that lends itself to like blues jams. Yeah. You know, where it's like I'm gonna go CG CG the whole song, and then Shut that way everybody can have a solo. Yes. Yeah. And that's and that's not particularly my favorite Bruce. You know, that's why I shy away from that stuff too. But I feel like uh, a lot of people can kind of dig that sort of thing. And I think he really loves it. I think he just loves being on stage with like a lot of people all jamming. I, I, I think that's noble. <laughs> I've, I've read reviews or read articles that he, when, you know, certain tours or certain shows that he does, like one-off shows, he'll go out there and he'll just pick a single album of his and play the entire album from start to finish. Come off stage, take a 15-minute break, come back out do a request set only, wow. go off stage, come back out, and then do all of his hits. So He'll he, put on a three-and-a-half-hour show where he does a whole album, request, pretty known for that. and hits. So if you could pick like any of your, like, you could say like any of your favorite artists, if they were to do that, that would be the greatest concert of your life. Like if, you know. Once again, completely off topic, the only guy I've ever seen do that was Ghostface Killer. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostface Killer came out, and he did all of, at the time it was Ghost Genie had just came out, and he, he did all of Ghost Genie. I was really, really excited because I love that album. And then he disappeared, and he came out, and he did all of his hits. He did some Wu-Tang songs. He disappeared again. He didn't. He went on stage at like 11. I didn't leave House of Blues until 3 in the morning, wow. 2 or 3. Wow. And, he, and people had started filing out because it was like a Tuesday night. People started filing out, and he just like literally turned on the music. Like, what do you want to hear? Daytona 500 played it. What do you want to hear? Okay, play you know Forest play. It. And he just it was, that's awesome. That's one time, and as you mentioned, one of my favorite artists did that, and it was one of the best yeah. nights of my entire life. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've, you know, I went to I was gonna say like not even yeah, I went to Wilco a few years ago, right? And Tweety's also known for doing like these long sets, and yeah. it was a long set, and it was like it got to like hour two. To where the concert normally would have ended, and people started leaving. He's like, hmm, keep, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> and then he did like another hour and a half, and he didn't, you know, he never takes requests. He hates requests. Yeah. So that's like the one thing, you know, but uh, the fact that Bruce does it, you know. Yeah, I, the fact that an artist as big as Bruce, and I have to give him this, I'm a big proponent of live music, but the fact that an yeah. artist as big as Bruce Springsteen yeah. can get up there and take requests from however many people he's playing in front of, or if, 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 yeah. especially with social media now, Hashtag Bruce plays whatever it is, yeah. and he could take just request the night of, and he doesn't get sick. It doesn't seem like he gets sick of playing these songs right, over and over right. and over. That's yeah, and insane. I, so no, I can't name another artist that's been playing music that long. Uh, that can do that. I mean, obviously, you get to that that thing, and you're, you're paying to see the legend in action at that point. Yeah, you know, you get your forty five minutes, and you can you can go home, and then you can be happy about it. And that's and going back to what you said about the CGCG CG chord structure. Yeah, and I, I guess it could be contradictory because once again, live music when you get there, you want to see the artist just rip into their music yeah. and actually like not just play it. You want you want them to live it on yeah. stage. Yeah. 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 yeah, and the fact that he just does a simple chord structure while at this on on actual audio listening to it drives you nuts seeing it live them just wailing for 20 minutes just playing through everything playing blood sweat and tear, tears out there yeah that has to be amazing oh yeah for sure and and again without being a legacy act where he's only playing his hits from the 70s yeah. and he hasn't put out a new album yeah. he's got new stuff and his fans know his new stuff and, yeah and he's he's one of those artists too that i i he still seems relevant i mean Until again he, he's not he's not He's not in my repertoire, basically. I mean, it, it, I. But when I see him in 
articles when a new album comes out he still gets a media buzz from the yeah. uh, the music critics mm-hmm. and from the fans and people who are bruce fans are you know totally bruce fans well, you know? yeah again it's, it's one of like i said when devils and dust came out and then you know wrecking ball what year was devils and dust 2005 i want to say but yeah, was, was, so. was it Wrecking Ball like 2010 or 2012? Wrecking Ball was, Wrecking like, Ball was just like a year or two ago. Yeah. yeah w- was there that big of a gap between his two albums? No, there was probably something else. Was there so- I, I, I just can't remember what it is. I, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> say there was something in between the two. Uh, there's probably a couple things. Oh, The Promise, but that's just like a lot of uh, redone stuff. I think yeah. The Promise is the one that uh, Because the Night is on. But he did Working on a Dream, and that's the one mm-hmm. I couldn't remember. And I that one I was kind of lukewarm to. What, so, what are you two? Oh, wait, magic. Yeah. Was that? Which I was also lukewarm to. Yeah. It, well, but it, he also had in 2006 between Devils and Dust and Magic, he had the Seeger sessions where he did Pete Seeger songs. Right. <laughs> so hey. that makes it hey. awesome. That makes it great. Uh, what you two? One of you two might know this. Other than Streets of Philadelphia, has he been featured on any music sound? Like, what other music soundtracks has he been featured on? He's been in a lot of trailers. I, I, honestly, I can't really let me think here. <laughs> Trailer King of America. Yeah, that's you know somebody's got to be. Yeah, I can't think of offhand what other. Did he win an on. Oscar for Streets of Philadelphia? I think for being the Tom Hanks, who also might not have. <laughs> you know, there's this Oscar category called Best Original Song too. Yeah, I think Tom Hanks did it. <laughs> Oh, He's written songs for a lot of people too. How much time can we do this for? I well, because no, I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> the actual podcast. Because most podcasts oh. are like an hour long. Are they really? Depends on the podcast. Yeah, I've never listened to the internet at all. Okay, <laughs> it's all lies and cats. Yeah, um, like I need that. Yeah. Tell me, Bruce. Most, Bruce most, most, yeah, most podcasts <laughs> range between like. 55 minutes to an hour and 10 minutes. Like most the typical podcasts, about an hour. There are, hour, you know, hour and a half, two hour long. I don't know if we have a... I would say that nobody in the right mind should listen to us for more than an hour. Okay, so we're, we're shooting for an hour? Or well, was, more specifically... the limit of time. More specifically, nobody should listen to us talk about Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen for more than an hour. No, this is where you bring the Bruce fans back. <laughs> because they would sit there and listen to us for an hour and they're going, no, you're yeah, wrong. No. We'll get nasty emails. It'll be fine. Yeah. You know, it's 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 tragic. Because I've never gotten hate mail. <laughs> well, we can I'm start right now. To. That's why I hate the internet. <laughs> we can start Where's right now. Totally. my hate mail that I was promised? <laughs> Where's my... Can they just mail, like, a cat to me? Is that how it works? I think that's how the internet works. They e- e- email, email it. Email cats? So they electronically cats. Okay. E-cats? Yeah. Dot com. E-cat.com. <laughs> Our apologies to the owners of e-cat.com. <laughs> I'm sure there are. Can you play Atlantic City? Because that's my favorite Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I like Atlantic City. Let's actually, put that on here. That's, that's um, just a, like a 30-second clip of it. Give me a, a second here. DJ John's got to get his DJ booth set up here. This is why you should just play off. And this is mind. why we don't play Spotify, because now a commercial's playing. Do you oh, want me to get my commercial-free Spotify? Do you, do you love Arlington Racetrack? Uh, yeah. What, what was the song that you recommend or that you requested? Uh, Atlantic City. <laughs> Alright, hold on. I feel we've like talked about the worst of his stuff. We and I don't like yeah. What album was this? Soft Nebraska. Okay, I thought so. Right. It's also off the essentials. 
That's what that's I. That's where I heard it. Yeah, that's where I heard it. That's why, and that's my problem. I don't listen to him. I haven't really spent the time listening to specific albums. I try to listen to some of his newer stuff, especially his one that just came out. The one but that just came out is kind of just like a. It's a. It's like an EP. It's five songs. Yeah. No, it's it's. There's the, the, a full, are you talking about High Hopes? High Hopes is a full album. High Hopes is not all on new s- material though. Like on got Spotify, the Ghost I always saw five songs. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, this is kind of like American Skin is on here. Like this. It's Wait, kind of like a, a compilation of old. On Spotify, things. I only saw like five songs. Yeah, you're talking about American Dream. Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah. Okay. Or American Beauty, I'm sorry. Whatever it may be. Yeah. American Beauty. Yeah. Dude, um, I mean, at this point, Bruce Springsteen albums just have to come out with no fanfare whatsoever. Like, the only people who probably know Bruce Springsteen albums are coming out are Bruce Springsteen fans. I think so. And, and I think the same can be said about Dylan's stuff. Too. Yeah. I hate to keep comparing, but they're both... You know, well, no, I, I, I think at this point Dylan might have a bigger fanfare than Bruce. Just well, he's definitely be like, a better artist. <laughs> <laughs> but it would just be like, you know, Dylan's, Dylan, this many years later, is still releasing albums, blah, 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 blah. And you can say the exact same about Bruce, but I just don't think Bruce gets the same play. He doesn't get the same pull as Dylan. Or He's always been that underdog sort of figure. Down, down on your luck. Downtrodden <laughs> American hero. <laughs> Killing so, away. But here, here uh, you know, yeah, that's, okay, that's a lot of harmonica. That's a lot. Of, <laughs> you can never have too much harmonica. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lower this a little bit here. The, the, the harmonica is ruining my, it's harshing my, my buzz here a little bit. Said um, nobody ever. Said nobody. <laughs> this harmonica is harshing my buzz. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't know that there's necessarily no fanfare with his albums, yeah. but he's, he's going to be consistently... Um, uh, I think favorably critiqued by your standard Rolling Stone. I think so. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it'd be surprising if if he wasn't. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the most they could ever say is that it's you know it's not his strongest or something like True. that. But yeah. you know, at the same time, it's probably relatively accurate. I don't think there's like I think if he released a bad album. Like I think that would be they would jump yeah. on it and say like Bruce Springsteen's gone back to his terrible times. If he did a dubstep record, right? So awful. like he's not immune no, to right. too bad. You know, if you Google Bruce Springsteen dubstep on YouTube, it's gonna come up. Please don't. No, I went. I don't. yes. I think we should. I think yeah. our we could leave that for the fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's something the you fans of. Ecat.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alan can look it up. No, uh, yeah. yeah. Now, I would say, like, even dub, because dubstep fans aren't going to like that, because it's no. got Bruce Springsteen, and then Bruce Springsteen fans wouldn't like it. There's really no demographic. That would just be current. totally awful. The, there's that, there's but, a small niche market that would enjoy the hell out of a Bruce Springsteen dubstep remix. No. I'm telling you. So, on my computer right now, you guys can't see because you're not sitting in front of it, I have up a picture that just looks kind of, where Bruce just looks pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. It's him standing backstage somewhere. Bruce has his leather jacket on. He's wearing his jeans. He's got um, his hands in his pockets. Jay-Z is standing on one side of him. Barack Obama is standing on the other side holding a cup of coffee. And they just look like they're having... There's just a couple dudes just hanging out. This, this has to be from the Made, of, Made in America Festival. Probably. I don't, I don't know yeah, where Jay, it's from. Jay-Z does a Made in America Festival, and I think Bruce headlined like last year or two years ago or something like that. It could have been from that. But I definitely put it on my Tumblr page, so it makes it... We've, we've listened to my favorite song for one and a half times now. And I've 
usually not one to argue that, <laughs> but uh, in yeah. sake of moving this along, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, Robert, your favorite Bruce song? Um, I'm fairly simple, and I'm just gonna go with. Uh, I'm probably gonna say it wrong. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. Yeah. You know what? That completely coincides with my favorite Bruce song. Well, then so you let's pick a new one. No, I'm not yeah. picking a new one. Well. I don't like that one. <laughs> so yeah, that that song is actually a pretty damn good song. Yeah. Right. That I mean, just in all ways, it is a great song. I, and I think the main draw of it is it has this great forward motion to it with the the the, the drums the. The brush, brush, brushes. It's got like that train on the tracks. Yeah, forward. that nice yeah. like two four time. Isn't it? Could you call this two four time? You, could you argue that this isn't two four time? And this is the one case I think that his weird stroke singing works for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I would describe his singing. <laughs> for the record, I think this it works for it though. Yeah. So this is this is a yeah this is uh, I would totally agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, so which album was this one off of? Born in the USA. Okay. This was born in the USA. So this is this, this is right smack in the middle of the eighties. Yeah. yeah. This, this, this is, was what came after Born in the USA or what was before Born in the USA? Is another huge God. album. Is I got his discography up here. Well, we all do. Um, not Robert. Not me. I have a post. So, so Tunnel of Love came after that, and that's where I always put the. the but, what was? One. What was before Born in the USA? Then? Nebraska. Nebraska yeah, was right before Born in the USA. That so was you tough. can't say like, yeah, I, I was I, in my mind going into this, I thought like, well, the '80s is what Dunham in, you know, and the same thing you could say about a lot of artists. Uh, not the case. Like he actually made it halfway through the '80s before, it, yeah, before succumbing to probably fame, you know, yeah. and that like, oh, I'm a symbol of, you know, people like me and stuff, and uh, I'm gonna make bad music for. Because of it, <laughs> to repay them. <laughs> um, I don't remember what I was gonna say. But he yeah. comes back. So it's okay. Not everybody does. Yeah. I, the only other song I would say that I absolutely—if if you ever say, "Hey, we're gonna listen to Bruce Springsteen. What do you want to hear?" It would be "I'm on Fire," and then I would have to be born to run. You said yeah. you liked uh, "Dancing in the Dark," right? Yeah, but that's my number three on my top five. Oh, oh. What's number two? Number two. Uh, take a guess. Take a guess. What would be my number two? The song? Rising. My hometown. <laughs> no, both wrong. <laughs> it is actually, and I hated the song when it first came out because I was like fourteen and it was Glory Days. It is not. I was not fourteen when Glory Days came I out. I don't remember when Glory Days came out. It was forever <laughs> it ago. All that heaven will allow. It is not. It is actually Secret Garden. Really? Do you know? Do you guys are you familiar with that exactly. song? Exactly. Yeah. I really hated it at first. It was not my favorite Bruce song. I like Glory Days. But as I've, as I've grown and as I've become an adult or whatever, um, whatever you call this <laughs> thing. Um, oh, I remember this song now. Yeah, it was from, it's I don't really even know, it's a, it's a movie soundtrack song. Yeah. It I don't is. remember, I don't even remember what movie it's from. It's from like three trailers. I don't know what it's from. But Isn't it's, this a Jerry Maguire trailer? Could be. I think you're right, actually. You're totally right. This isn't a Jerry Maguire trailer. I bet you're Because uh, I clearly see Renee Zellweger's fat face going, you have me at hello. Is that from Jerry Maguire? Yeah. I knew there was a reason I hated it. <laughs> I, I was truth told, I've never seen Jerry Maguire. And probably for all the right reasons. 
You don't. You, you don't have to see Jerry Maguire, but you have to listen to Patton Oswalt's joke about Jerry Maguire. Oh, that I can do. <laughs> it's it's this great. I'm not even gonna. It's this great five minute long joke, and the entire thing is like a pixie song, where it just starts off slow and it burns and burns and burns until there's this giant payoff in the end, and it's fantastic, and you have to listen to it. Just, I think I've heard that before. It's so good. Patton Oswalt. I'm a Patton Oswalt connoisseur. Yeah. Of a lot of people are. His new standard just came out. I didn't care for it. I haven't heard it yet. That's it. Sorry. If I had a dime for every time you said the new something something came out, I don't care for it. Yeah. <laughs> I would be pretty rich. <laughs> you would be. <laughs> My wife says this, and it's a hundred percent true. Anytime I take in any sort of new media, new movie, new TV show, new uh, CD, new anything. My initial reaction, in my mind, is always 100% wrong. <laughs> you have to give me a week to ruminate on it, and then I will give you an actual honest opinion about it. I, to be fair, I can't review something in the, in the straightaway. I have yeah. a gut reaction to something, but I'm, even that I'm not scared to yeah. share. And then I have to. It's like when I leave a movie theater. I'm like, oh, what'd you think? And I was like, uh, I, want to say, I want to say it was good. Ask me again later after I've had time to think about yeah. it. Yeah. But it's like I recently saw Grand Budapest Hotel, and I came out of it. I was like, that was pretty good. And and, and it turns out it was pretty good. Okay, I still um, haven't seen it yet. Val said it wasn't. One of the people we went with said it wasn't as good as Darjeeling Limited. And I was like, huh? And they're like, well, that's my favorite, Wes Anderson. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> like, of everything else you could have picked. Yeah. And Tom just straight up didn't like it, but he doesn't like Wes Anderson. Turned out this is the movie that confirmed for him that he. Like he didn't that. care. Yeah. But anyway, going back to it, you know, with Springsteen, it's like I heard Wrecking Ball, and I was like, well, it's a pretty solid album, you know? And then okay. I found myself listening to a couple of the tracks off there more than once. So. I, on Wrecking Ball, when I first heard We Take Care of Our Own, There's a couple I on really there did not like it. And that was the lead single off the album, and mm. XRT played it a lot. 93 oh. XRT in Chicago, for those of you not We're in Chicago. Chicago just so you know. Yeah, that's, that's a thing. <laughs> um, they that song it annoyed me. It really annoyed me. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, now that it's 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 grown on me quite a bit. I think a "Death bit. to My Hometown" is the favorite of mine. Off on record ball. Yeah, if you want to bring it up on yeah, your let me find it, yeah. mixing table. Death to what? My hometown. Why, why don't you just have? I I do, but I don't know. Do I just click on Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> I know how to work the internet, Robert. It doesn't seem like it. <laughs> Type in ecat.com. <laughs> it's a hyphen. It's e oh, hyphen. Sorry. Little E. This is. Okay. I know the one you're talking about. But immediately you hear the consistent notes of Bruce Springsteen with that, that harmony in the back. That, yeah. that, that harmony, you could put that here in 2012. 2013, whatever, and then you can hear it 1981. Yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah. That's legitimate. Yeah. And so it's another one where you have like this ensemble, oh, yeah. you know, but at the right moments. It's not for the entire song. It's because like he's, he's learned after. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I think that's a, a fair thing to say. About. Did he use the E Street Band with this one much? His <sighs> gospel choir, so probably. <laughs> they're they're Is twelve I, of the fifty two East Street band. <laughs> yeah. The I'm fairly positive at some point 
in your life, Chris, you've probably been an E Street fan member. Probably. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I haven't gotten more of Shen and I clearly polyphonics pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Metacritic gave this album 78 out of 100. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds fair. It's not bad. I mean, it's a, it's a good Bruce According album. According to Metacritic, what is his highest rated album? I don't know. Type in Bruce Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're fired. <laughs> Go home, Robert. Uh, no, I don't or know. just bring your laptop next. Time. Yeah, I'm just gonna bring my laptop. Next bring time. your rap. Yeah, bring your laptop. My my raptor. Bring my raptor next time. If you could. Yeah. <laughs> bring your laptop next time, and then you can be part of the cool kids club. Um, all right. Well, let's do this. Let's Google it. Um, Bruce, <laughs> aren't you on Metacritic already? <laughs> No, I was on Wikipedia when I found the Metacritic thing. What? What are you doing over there? I don't know anymore. I don't know. What are we at time-wise? Why? I like to keep a tight chip here. What do you think we're at? I want to say 33 minutes. Okay. John, what does it feel like? How long does it feel like we've been talking about Bruce Springsteen? Longer than necessary. No, I'm thinking we're at about a half hour. We're at 45 minutes. Holy shit. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, everybody stopped listening, you know, 39 minutes ago. <laughs> They're like, are these three assholes just going to talk about Bruce Springsteen? For an hour? <laughs> That's for an essential. hour? I was hoping, and this is just me personally, first first episode, Yeah. still stretching out, not funny. Maybe last 10 minutes, talk about just anything else but Bruce Springsteen. Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm down with that. Just, just because we've talked about... Bruce goddamn Springsteen for 50 well, minutes. I, it's important to note that, like, we, you know, none of us are huge, like, you know, boss heads. Oh, no. You know? Uh, I thought I was going to come into this thing, I might have said this earlier, you know, and just, like, I think that's why I was such on the offensive right away. Mm. It was like, I like Bruce Springsteen. I know for a fact John hates him to death. I'm very much on death. the fence. I, 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 I could take him or leave him. I really love I'm on Fire and Board and Run. I really didn't care for Nebraska. So the weird. song, not the okay. album. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I'm just yeah, not my thing. So Metacritic says average <laughs> album score for Bruce Springsteen is 80. That's okay. his average. So that means that something is is you know rated. And I bet you anything, the highest rated is going to be Born in the USA. Let's find out. It has to be. That's um, probably. I'm going to say it's a 92. Uh, 92, that's 93. Probably a pretty good guess. So the promise was rated 94. Oh well, that's you know. We Shall Overcome the Secret Sessions 82. Devils and Dust was 81. See, I haven't listened to the Secret Sessions, but I'm going to go out and say it's pretty good. Wrecking Ball 78, High Hope 67, and that's essentially what they have. They've only done those. Can we play something off the Secret Sessions just to see how it is? Just to give it a run? Yeah, we can. Um, we do. Uh, he said. Maybe uh, Shenandoah. Sounds like it's probably pretty good. Right, how many total, total albums does he have? That's a good question. I know, I have a fact here. He has 11 number one, so it's at least 11. You wrote that on your post-it note. I wrote that on my post-it note, yeah. <laughs> and then we talked about this before we started the actual podcast. We had a five to seven minute discussion about Patti Smith because of the night. Mm-hmm. Right, that was... Which, yeah. Why just, we opened our podcast with... Because of the night. Yeah. So, you said Shenandoah, you wanted to hear that. Because I'm watching a lot of uh, Ken Burns Civil War. Uh, yeah. Again, I've seen it like three times. I'm a sucker for. Has any have any of us listened to the Seeger sessions? No, no, I haven't either. 
I can already tell you I'm gonna like this. Yep. Just that accordion in the background. Mm. I recently met someone who plays the accordion. Nice. Exploiting the heck out of it. Nice. It's like you finally meet someone that plays the accordion and they're like, and they're like, most people don't like the accordion. You probably think it's lame. I'm, I'm going to tap you for everything you, you can give me. And I will give you nothing in return. Nothing. So. And you will just be happy that someone enjoys the accordion. This is, this is Rip Roaring. This is kind of reflective of the Shenandoah. Yes. Totally. I can listen to this on my drive. I'm going to listen to this on my drive home. If my battery is fully charged, I might as well. There you go. On the way up, we had to listen to, uh, per Juliet's request, we had to listen to Ryan Adams. So That's awesome. That was okay. That's it was right. between that and Snowman, which is, <laughs> is that a single song off of Frozen that she really likes. Which what, Do you want to build a snowman? Is that yes. right? Okay. Because it's not, I always thought it was like the Olaf song that Olaf sings. In summer. Yeah. yeah. No, it's Do You Want to Build a Snowman, which I'm partial to. So what's our, what's our, I like this. on this, the Seeger Sessions. Because we're going to base it, it off of plus. one song. We're going to base it off of one song. <laughs> I arbitrarily hand it uh, 95,000%. Yep. I think it gets a good 38 credits. I think Bruce is giving 110% on this record. I think this is amazingly restrained and good. It's good. Well, and I notice as as you look at his career over 40 years, he goes in cycles of, you know, Americana rock album, uh-huh. more poppy kind of thing, mm-hmm. especially in the 80s and 90s, yeah. and then he'll just bust out Nebraska or Seeger Sessions or yeah. Ghost of Tom Joe, mm-hmm. something that's going to be your stripped down acoustic, you know, Heartland kind of. Yeah, and I think stuff. you know that's 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 what he does is he yeah. you know he, he makes what he wants to make in the moment you know and the, this is what I feel like making now. It made it and, and granted I don't and sometimes it's a ton of love. <laughs> yeah. and, and sometimes it's human touch followed by Ghost of Tom Joe. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's like a palate cleanser. From, it got, yeah. it got gold in Canada that goes to Tom Joe. Oh. And in Norway. Those Norwegians. Yeah. They know how to party. So. Final verdict on uh, Bruce the Boss. Yeah. Springsteen. He's alright in my book. I have, I have his music. I have his music. I support his cause and his, and his, uh, you know, his jacket. That's fine. That's fine. I don't own any of his music. I do have... Well, no, I, I take that back. I have Secret Garden downloaded and I, from go. iTunes from probably five or six years ago. There you go. Um, but that's... One thing that I've learned, one thing that I've taken away from this experience, <laughs> talking about Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> is I had a perception of him. Mm-hmm. My perception didn't really change mm-hmm. from this whole conversation, from the research into, you know, preparing for this conversation. Um, nothing really changed, but I did get some level of more respect for him as mm-hmm. an artist than I did coming into this. Because, again, you look at his career, somebody who can do this kind of music consistently for 40-some years and still be relevant at 65 years old or 64 however old he is um still be putting out pretty rocking records mm-hmm. i mean wrecking ball is pretty it was, it was a good record it was. And, and you know it may not be my thing um where i'm gonna go out and become a, a, a boss head now whatever you want to call it but you made up that term in the i think you did but <laughs> now it's a thing so we're gonna go with it but i i i have 
gain some respect. Um, I was fairly ignorant. I still am fairly ignorant <laughs> of uh, Bruce well, Springsteen's work. It's clearly obvious. Uh, I, I think I'm going to uh, give him more of a shot, give him more of a there chance in my repertoire, yeah, add, yeah. add uh, some of his albums to my collection. So. Juliet, what's your verdict? All right. Do you like Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> All right. Well, you guys do your ten minutes home and then I'm gonna take care of this fiasco. All right. Is there a good place? We can use your room, Malin's room, or Juliet. Whatever you'd like do to you do need there. to take care of something with these two? Do you want to pause this? Oh, um, yeah. Final thoughts? That makes that makes sense. Let's do that. We can edit this out. Shit. Yeah. No. But it's good we didn't even have to pause it. It fixed itself magically. Wait, what? The recording. Yeah. We got like uh, you know eight minutes left. I figure John can just sing something. <laughs> and I'm gonna sing like Bruce. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be awesome. Actually, that was a little bit more. That was like Bruce mixed with Scott Stapp. That was a bit <sighs> yeah, that was. Don't sully sully Bruce Springsteen with Scott. (laughs) This episode has at least one Scott Stapp reference. (laughs) I got a Scott Stapp CD as a wedding gift. Two Scott Scott Stapp Stapp solo CDs. Three Scott Stapp references. It was totally just to to anger me. Mm -hmm. Uh, That friend has been blocked on Facebook. Anyways, moving on to Bruce Springsteen. We're done with Bruce. You've just been on Facebook this whole time? (laughs) He's been completely blowing this entire thing off. Like, I've been paying attention because I'm the only one that's not that doesn't yeah. have a computer in front of them. I've been getting the post. kids snacks, a, a post-it note, mm-hmm. getting people beers. I mean, it's my house, so mm-hmm. gotta be the host. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> gotta be on Facebook, mm-hmm. blowing everybody else off. Omg, totally doing a podcast right now. I think we've awesome. clearly <laughs> determined that you don't know how to work the internet. Yeah, Next I do know how to work the internet. The <laughs> I do. Well, uh, nobody made me. In, I, Nobody else was in charge of the internet, so somebody had to be. It could have been Robert. I don't have a computer. I have two beers in front of me. One empty and one half full. Get on that. So, right. I was going to ask you guys. I've been, I had been asking you through Spotify for quite some time. I don't think I've asked you yet. Nice. Um, in, in terms of dis- continuing discussion of what's going on musically. Um, summer is here. Indeed it is in a couple months. Yeah, it's, it's spring is here. Spring is go. here in <laughs> Chicago. You know, all what three weeks of spring? <laughs> it's fifty degrees out. That counts for something. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna ask. I personally have already got my barbecue out, and I've already. Me too. Grilling. I am grilling tonight. There I am you go. Tonight, probably also. Yeah. When you have guests over, what music do you put on? I usually uh, whatever I've been listening to lately that I like. You don't have like a, a set go-to. I don't have a go-to grill mix. Not necessarily grilling, even. It doesn't have to be grilling. Like, let's say during the day you just have. <laughs> what did Juliet do now? You cleaned it. Thank you. She cleaned something. She cleaned something. I don't know. Yeah, we we have kids, and they. What play, did you clean? They play in the basement while we do this. 
Oh, yeah, for anybody who's wondering. Yeah. Juliet's not our producer. No. <laughs> she could be. Mad- <laughs> Madeline is the same role. <laughs> Madeline is our call screener, though. Juliet. Yeah. All right. She's uh, in the room. Okay. All right, go go play, guys. All right. We got an Ariel doll. Oh, she has one of the same ones we saw. In there. Those Ariel dolls, I'll tell you. So to answer your question, <laughs> I, I mean, I, it didn't necessarily no, I have a, to be a grill. We had a we had a grill event. It was Juliet's first birthday. We had a bunch of people over and yeah. a mix for that. It was like a lot of good stuff, mostly. So, like I did, I like I, I, <laughs> I, I was like, you know what I should have is like a like a two hour mix I need to make real quick. Yeah, I don't think I threw any Bruce on there, but it was a bunch of white people showing up, so I probably should have. Yeah, yeah that would work. That would have been appropriate. <laughs> I, last barbecue I had was in August of last year, and it was all people we all know mm-hmm. here. I just made a, gen, a, a giant mix and put it on shuffle. Yeah. But here's here's a few of the artists included on my my barbecue mix. Um, I have Gangs, uh, Blonde Redhead, Broken Bells, um, Pretty Lights, Outcast, Eric B and Rakim, Jake Bug, uh, Most Deaf, Jurassic Five. Uh, Jim James, Black Keys. It's more than a few. <laughs> it's as many as I want. I did find um, my latest mix, so I cool. could do the same thing, but I won't. What kind of music do you put on? I try to make it, I, I think I just do it differently, depending on who's coming over, um, but I always try to do at least 60 to 70% music that I think everyone there will know and appreciate, yeah. and then 30% hopefully introducing them to something they've never heard before. Mine is the opposite. Mine is all stuff that I love that is automatically, objectively good. Whether or not, whether or not they've heard of it. And, oh, you're just going to force it on them. Yes, and to to my credit, I did have two people at that come up to me and be like, what's playing right yeah. now? And I'd be like... But that's this. like the best moment ever. Yeah. When you put something on that no one's ever heard before and they're like, what is this? Yeah, it's like, it's fucking, you know, the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Are they? Are they new? Who's, who is this young ragtag group? <laughs> Mop tops. Yeah. Upstarts. So <laughs> no, I just I just wanted to because I'm coming up. I imagine we're probably good. We're probably gonna be over here for a grill. Or oh, we should episode. do a live grill session. There you go. I'm, I'm I yeah, that's totally gonna be awesome. We should do that. Um, I can grill. We can talk about somebody not Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Or, we need to figure out who we're gonna talk we about next do. time too. Or, I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be an artist. It could be a, a musical theme, a musical genre. Yeah, I think once we clearly... start running out of ideas, we could do what you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about dubstep. <laughs> 14 We're, hours. Yeah, we got to have Alan here for it. Al, yeah, yeah, Alan would yes, have to be here for that. Um, I, I see, and I love Alan, but I see Alan at one point going to a music festival. And you know those keep calm and blah, 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 carry yeah, on. Yeah. I see Alan wearing a shirt that says keep calm and wub, wub, wub. <laughs> and now we're down to two listeners. <laughs> we're just gonna alienate. Alright, but thank you everyone for listening. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. It's it's uh it's only gonna get better. I, Hopefully. It can't it can't really get worse. No. It's... So it'll at least be consistent. We'll be consistent. We'll be as consistent as Bruce Springsteen. There you go. We can only wish. Like <laughs> yeah, if we could say we're years from now we'll be doing a podcast. It'll be post apocalypse. Actually that's a poor thing Technology. to wish upon us because if we're only as consistent as Bruce Springsteen and this was our first episode, I don't hold hope for the rest of them. You don't have high hopes. <laughs> <laughs> nice tie in there. Thank you. I but Ugh. 
but yeah, there we there we have it. If we could all be as consistent as Bruce Springsteen. <laughs>